Welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word, the podcast that empowers you to say fuck being fine. Tired of being stuck in a place where you say everything's fine, when it's really not fine at all? You're not alone. I'm your host, Lori Seitz. I've been there too, and so have my guests. Here's a secret. All it takes is a conscious decision to change and then restructure beliefs so your actions take you in the right direction. That's where Fine is a Four-Letter Word comes in. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories from people who have transformed their lives and businesses and practical tips and takeaways to move you from spinning in place to forward action so you can create a life of joy. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Many of the stories my guests share here on Find is a Four-Letter Word involve dramatic downfalls, tumultuous transformations, and earth-turning evolutions. Even if you haven't really had one of those, I'm willing to bet there's something going on that's not fine. Let's put it to the test. Kyle Kroger was raised in an entrepreneurial environment with four core values. Work hard, do your job and be passionate about it, have your own life and be with your friends, and always ask what else you could be doing. He went to college, graduated, and started a career working in finance. This is an industry that supports some of Kyle's core values, work hard, do your job, and be passionate about it. But it's also a structured work environment where you're not supposed to ask any what else questions. Kyle actually enjoyed it to an extent. The money was good and everything seemed fine. But fine is a four-letter word. Something was missing for Kyle. He had a passion for exploring and travel. He spent much of his life in Minnesota, but had visited Amsterdam while studying abroad and felt like it was home. So he started a side hustle, a travel journal site, where he documented his journeys and shared resources to help others who wanted to see more of the world. He asked himself a question that you may have asked yourself. How could he make enough money doing it so that it could replace his finance job and let him truly live his passion? Along the way, Kyle's values have been tested at one point realizing that adhering to Google's content guidelines was stifling his creativity and passion. What's more, after all his hard work to comply, Google changed their algorithms and brought him new challenges. This is where I found him when we sat down to chat. In a moment, when you meet Kyle, you'll learn more about his philosophy of pursuing your passion and maintaining your authenticity, even when compromising on your core values can make you more money faster. For him, It's all about sharing his experiences, and one of his greatest joys is being a resource and guide for others who want to travel more. Oh, and he lives in Amsterdam now, a dream come true. Like Kyle, you may find yourself torn between living a life of purpose with passion and leaving an incredible legacy, or doing what seems fine because it brings you wealth and appears to be in alignment with your core values. If what you're doing, if how you're living today isn't bringing you joy, it's time to change. That's why I created the Fuck Being Fine Experience. It's a life-changing program that gives you the strategies, tools, and encouragement to create new habits that will help you feel more alive, confident, and purposeful. Discover how it works at zenrabbit.com, F Being Fine program. 
You can find a link on the homepage. The first step is to take a step. Do it now. Right now, Kyle Kroger's here to pick us up at the airport. Let's join him for an adventure. Hello and welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My guest today is Kyle Kroger. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lori. We were just talking because at the beginning when you hit record for the uh, for recording, it has a countdown of like five. And I always feel like there should be Jeopardy music running. And then so that's what we were just laughing about because in, run it in your head. Jeopardy right. music. And here we are. <laughs> a picture of Alex Trebek, maybe too, to compliment it. Yeah. Right. Because it doesn't matter who they get to fill in for him now that he's gone. Yeah. It's not the same. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he's he's just always that. That's. That's who Jeopardy is. Yeah. Anyway, did you watch Jeopardy when you were growing up? Not a ton. It would be on every once in a while or, yeah, visiting, you know, grandma's house or something. But um, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, go out of my way too much to watch it. I was always so immersed into sports. But, um, yeah, when it was on, it was always, yeah, a kick. I always liked it. Yeah, I, I love Jeopardy. And then my favorite category is, like, business and industry. Or mm -hmm. music. Yeah, music. <laughs> yep. That was my jam. And sports. Those two sections is like when I would, I would shine. Yeah. So speaking of growing up, what were the values and the beliefs that you were raised with that were instilled into you as you were growing up? Yeah, I was grew up, grew up under like an entrepreneurial family. Um, both my parents were entrepreneurs, um, which, uh, yeah, I feel like that instilled some like hardworkingness, uh, you know, very you know, middle-class entrepreneurs where, yeah, do your job, like, and be passionate about what you do, um, too. Um, so like from kind of growing up and learning, like from more of a prof professional sp perspective, that was, that was big, but then outside of pers like professionally, um, and those type of values, a lot of independence was important and, um, being active, but also like having your own life and being with your friends, um, no limits of just kind of like, hey, if you want to be with your friends, like you should go live and enjoy that, right? So, um, yeah, those those big big parts of of my uh, my kind of early years and even uh, to, to today. And then, how did that those values develop or contribute to who you became as a young adult when you were choosing a career or choosing what to do with your life? Yeah, I've been looking back on that now a lot lately because being that um, I'm so like, I love like change or like being challenged or having uncomfortableness um, and and learning from that. So like, yeah, so that that's really there uh, now, you know, travel quite a bit or even move super far away and write and like love those, those type of things and those challenges. And then even entrepreneurially, like, Entrepreneurially, like always thinking of something else I could, you know, you could be doing or the sky's the limit, I guess. And yeah, um, input is output, right? If you work hard at something, you, you should see the results. Maybe. Maybe. We talk a lot about should, the whole yeah. like hard work equals success, but that's not necessarily true. That's what we're yep. taught. Yep. And that's what's instilled in us. So everybody's working as hard as they can, but they're not necessarily seeing the success because they also have other beliefs that are wired in there mm -hmm. that are contradictory to that. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, maybe that's like true. money is is evil or um you know like being an entrepreneur is you know you you just end up failing because somebody in the family did it and they failed and or you know what okay now we're gonna gonna go down the rabbit hole of what is failure like they didn't get the result they thought they were gonna get and <laughs> so yeah, now yeah it's a very complex formula. It's not as easy, you know, it, there's not an equals um, by any means. There's definitely some, there's pluses, minuses, and maybe like dividers that even go into some of that too, right? Um, but yeah. So Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot and I want to get into it with you too, because of what your, what your business is in that the, it's not just hard work. Yes, you have to do some work. But it's about taking inspired action and then it's about allowing yourself to recharge and to go have fun and to play and how important that is. Mm-hmm. Had Was that always a factor in what you have, were doing? Like, because you weren't always talking about travel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my professional background, I was always in uh, finance, right? And um, and working in a you know, very traditional environment, traditional office environment. And uh, yeah, I really wanted to work on something that didn't feel like it was work. Right. And felt like I was just having fun all the time. Um, and that's what I do now. Right. So with via travelers.com, it's uh, my travel website that I run. We, you know, yeah. Uh, exploring, which was my huge hobby and seeing new worlds and cultures. Um, that was what I wanted to do. And was it necessarily like, uh, didn't have a background in, in it, but I knew I was passionate about it. So I uh, wanted to just follow that journey a bit. And um, so kind of ran with it. And, and yeah, it's been, that's been a great ride uh, so far, obviously. And yeah, it's uh, a lot more what, to come. What inspired you to go after doing, like turning something that you loved into a career? Because a lot of people are at jobs that, they're okay, you know, they're fine. And mm-hmm. they they have something they're passionate about, but they don't see a clear path to how they could turn that into money. Right. Yeah, I think, um, so I, yeah, in my finance, I, was, I felt like I was fine. It was always something, like, that was the goal when I graduated school was I wanted to do this, right? Like, this was the job, right? Um, and I was sitting there working very long hours, and I'm like, this isn't actually what, you know, what I'm passionate about. Like this isn't, you know, I, I like it. I, I'm, I, I do have passion, I guess, for it, but you know, um, there's more out there, I guess too. Right. Um, and so I, yeah, I had that uh, moment of not sort of like, it wasn't really all, all that fine. Um, and so I think like testing the waters a bit on the side mm. to, to truly ha- like answer those questions. What do I truly want to be doing? that you know you can a lot of people can do with anything right you just it's it's a matter if you want you know like what you want to do right mm-hmm. and 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 staying focused to like um the trials and tribulations of your passion i guess because it won't be a you know it might not be a straight line um and it definitely won't but when you have that 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 fire that that passion about it um that's when uh, you follow that path and before you know it, you unlock and learn so many things about it and about yourself along the way. Um, so testing the waters was huge. What did you do specifically to test the waters? Um, yeah, I went on a handful of trips and I first like, 
I used to love taking photos with my, my iPhone, um, but then I stepped it up to digital camera and then to the GoPro and then to a drone. And so every time I was traveling um, for vacation or had PTO, um, I started with that digital camera and I was like, okay, this is great. This is fun. So like, I like this, I like capturing them, the memories, um, and then stepped into video and then, all right, well, why don't I just build like a journal, like of my experiences and memories, um, that just lives on the internet that other people can also see. And so, um, yeah, then just kind of kept stepping it up and eventually it was freeing enough where I felt like. Um, there's enough balance that it was something that was actually sustainable, um, for the future. So, and love doing it along the way. So end up being a no brainer to transition. Okay. So you have this journal that you have online, which, mm-hmm. it, so that's all cool. And then you probably started getting a lot of followers because people mm-hmm. are interested in travel. Mm-hmm. Then how did you monetize that to be able to leave your full-time job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The monetization angle is always very hard. Um, with this, but that's okay. Right. Like it doesn't initially, like it's not going to be right away. Right. It takes some time. Um, but you know, display advertising and is, is one part, um, and then affiliate marketing. So, you know, that's basically a toll road of the internet. A lot of people don't realize that how many like affiliate links exist, but it's a way to compensate, um, uh, you know, sending people to a different site where they take an action. So if somebody booked a hotel, we get a small commission, um, and that helps us fund our operations and our, you know, fragging team and, and all of that. Yeah. So when you're talking about affiliate, <clears throat> you're talking about you are the affiliate for mm-hmm. a hotel, for mm-hmm. example, because when you first started talking mm-hmm. about it, just because of my frame of reference, I'm thinking you have affiliates sharing your information and mm-hmm. they're getting paid, which could also be happening because you don't have necessarily a large list on your own. And so you use other people's lists or audiences. Yep. It's, it's mainly, yeah, we send people to trusted products that we use to help us travel smarter. And that's why it's like an easy monet. It's like an easy monetization per se, but it's like, it's easy to naturally speak about it. It's like, if you're going through the travel rhythm, you know, like, this is literally what I use all the time. Um, so yeah, it just becomes that much easier to talk about it within your, journaling of your experiences yeah 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 exactly we're talking about um getting some sponsorship for the podcast actually mm-hmm. and i'm working with somebody and it's only going to be products or services that i use like i'm not yeah. you're never gonna i was about to say some a company that you will never hear me talking about but because you'll never hear me talking about it i'm not going to say it right <laughs> but it's, it's some fast food companies that i would never eat at so i'm not gonna you know those would never be it, exactly. it's just a natural extension right like affiliate marketing is about is you're talking about products that you would be talking about anyway right right exactly and and you don't want to be like talking about like if i had a green living site or something or sustainability and you know I'm recommending them to go, you know, uh, fossil fuels, like, you know, like it it just aligns like your audience to you and you're providing help, helpful information to along the way. Um, so that, uh, that's what makes it a great business too, as well. Um, as well, you know, why I, I even pursued it more because 
you have sort of this alignment of interests amongst your tribe uh, and all of uh, the people that want to share in that journey with you. Yeah, yeah. How long did it take you from when you got the idea to to create an online travel journal until you left your full-time job and this was replacing your income? Yeah, about a year and a half uh, or so. Okay. Um, yeah, about a year and a half. Um, I'll say that. Yeah, year and a half. So Via Travelers started, the name came out. Uh, when I was in Italy on my honeymoon, via is street in Italian. It's also a connection between, you know, there's journey, just destinations. So the concepts like street travelers are finding ways to, you know, go off the beaten path. Um, and so I was trying to think of honeymoon time to, uh, to, to, to leaving. It was probably more like two years, two, two and a half. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. I mean, it's about, it's, you know, it's interesting and it's realistic to say that it was two and a half years because you look at sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I left my full-time job and I just started doing this. And it's like, seems like it's overnight and mm -hmm. people are like, okay, well, if it's going to like, then it's not realistic for other people to go and think that they could do that same thing. It, it just, you know, uh, it takes time to build some yeah. sometimes. It, it, yeah, it really does. I think. That's by one thing that I've always I've always talked about to a number of different people that want to go on a similar path is that, um, yeah, you kind of want to know what you're getting into and the rhythm and almost act like like on the side. It's going to take a lot of work because you're going to kind of be doing two full time jobs, right. but testing it uh, in a way and going and acting like, oh, this is what my day would be like. Um, can really have some like mental clarity and, and a good like level setting of like when you do make the switch of being like, this is now what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I always encourage you yeah, trying it out and it doesn't have to be right, right away. You could always kind of try something else if, and that's the part of testing the waters. Yeah, exactly. What, um, what advice would you give to people who are like, I want to do it, but I, I, you know, they have a million different reasons why they can't. Yeah. I always, I always love this one. It's, I think it's just as simple as two words. Uh, just start, right? Yeah. Um, I think just start is like, yeah, I, it's hard to explain, but, you know, it, if you want to, yeah, if, it's like stepping outside of your house. Like if you want to go for a run, you have to go, you have to take the first step out of your house. Yeah. Um, so it can be as simple as that. And it could be like, and so before you know it, if you have that mindset and you kind of maintain it before you know it, um, it reward yourself for the small things, right? So first dollar of revenue, like there you go. That's milestone one before yeah. you know it, like then it's again, more like something else, right? And step level and kind of leveling up from that very like zero at ground zero of just start to then now being now you have a little ladder to climb. I love yeah. that you just recommended that people celebrate even the smallest wins, the first dollar. So I talk mm -hmm. about that a lot too. It's about celebrating. When you celebrate even the smallest things, the universe rewards you with more. More exactly. things to celebrate. More things to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Now you took the travel thing and you actually are living overseas now. How mm -hmm. did that happen? 
and what was the like is that because you have more access to traveling to different places that you wanted to go easier that mm-hmm. that didn't even come out right but <laughs> it gives yeah. you yeah what was your get, what was your decision yeah. there yeah no yeah I, I totally get the the thing it was a multiple angled thing i i, I came so i live in amsterdam now i i grew up in uh minnesota um when I, I studied abroad uh, when I was young and uh, I visited Amsterdam and I left the city and I was like, hmm, I really like the city. I want to I wanna live here someday and visited multiple times and kind of still reiterated that point. I felt like every time I visited. Um, so, you know, that was kind of a goal to be like, hey, you know, uh, live in a whole new, new place. Um, and then beyond that, yeah, during COVID, I started a travel blog during COVID was like when I was really like focusing on it. Um, hard time to start uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the travel site. Um, but did a lot of day trips, a lot of nature, a lot of national parks, a lot of state parks, day trips around uh, the Twin Cities of Minnesota um, and covered a lot of ground there. Uh, we Yeah, covered almost every tourist town in Minnesota um and uh so yeah uh going to europe where you can train travel uh pretty easily and see so many so many different cultures so many different places that certainly helps um and uh yeah so why not give that a try so it was a little bit personal a little bit business yeah that's cool and so and your wife was on board obviously because she's living with you (laughs) yes and 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 our two-year-old toddler did not have a say unfortunately because she was uh, young or you know uh we told her and she knows what she's doing now obviously but uh um i kind of always joke about that but she's living her best life and she speaks more dutch than both of us combined i bet i was just gonna say it'll be really easy for her to learn dutch yeah yeah Awesome. So um, t- I had some notes from our first conversation about um, creativity and personal development and growth. And let's talk a little bit like what did you what was the the path of your personal development? Mm-hmm. I think like the path for development was really focused on. Um, I think like. Expanding your thought process beyond what you're traditionally like told is the only way to be like, um, that's a very common thing in like, uh, very high level, like professional service type jobs, like, like finance where, um, you know, this is the way we do things. Don't stray outside the box or, or, um, to really wanting to embrace like something that's completely different than, that where it's more creativity driven and not numbers right and not spreadsheets so i traded in my my spreadsheets for gopros and things like that and um um that was a huge learning curve and was kind of intimidating at times uh for sure but um sort of embracing some of that uh to become like more uh, personally developed and, and you know learning those to, to round out your kind of your your personal knowledge base of, of yourself right round out your knowledge base by knowing you can kind of know some of the creative side but then you the day still have in your back pocket some of uh the things you've learned and 
uh, other expertise areas. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of support did you have? Like, were people around you supportive of your move or were they kind of like, dude, what are you doing? You have this amazing job in finance and and you're going to leave that for this? Mm -hmm. What are you like? Yeah. <laughs> didn't you get a lot of that? It was it was generally neutral, uh, which is actually interesting, right? Yeah. It was like kind of people be like, you know, so you're doing doing this now or like um People will ask like why Amsterdam, I guess. Um and that that answer was pretty pretty clear for me. But um in terms of like what I was doing, it wasn't uh yeah, no one really commented on maybe it's the Minnesotan of my all my <laughs> friend base is like avoid anything bad or any uh, conflict as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. We're just not talking about it. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> um so yeah, we but um it generally everyone's coming to come to visit and that's been really cool to see uh and you know it probably wouldn't have come to visit this area and uh hopefully helping others take that first step of going on a completely new trip that um they might not have otherwise done yeah so you're on a personal mission to introduce minnesotans to europe exactly <laughs> one by one <laughs> i love it yeah. i love it uh, what is, what's coming up next? What are you excited about working on these days? Um, yeah, we would love to, so we're, we're working on, uh, creating our own products and being more immersed with our community of readers. Um, so, you know, anyone that's listening, I encourage you, if you'd love, if you love travel, join our newsletter. Um, we can interact directly with me via email. I respond to all emails. Um, but um another example of a new everything was fine moment was actually within the last like three weeks um, oh good tell us about it yeah <laughs> we well so we spent so much time we have a team of 10 to 12 writers all with different perspectives of travel um and uh all in different parts of the world you know as expats and spent a lot of time uh reading like google's guidelines for what the what quality content is and worked really hard to like focus on that and develop really good and we love our content for sure um but uh in the last three weeks right the a lot of the algorithm has changed and that's impact us a lot right and so we, over the last year thought everything was fine because we were relying on someone else's guidance which guidance changes mm -hmm. now quite frequently and so it wasn't fine because we were we were relying on this one entity um, and kind of getting jerked around a bit by it. And so we need to stop focusing on that. We need to focus on our people that want to hear uh, our travel stories. We didn't go to 12 countries in the last year for no reason, right? Um, and so um, we want to share and help people. That's the biggest thing is we want to solve travel problems and help people. So um, that is our number one focus going forward now. So yeah. Cool. Lots to unpack what, there. Yes, there is. Yeah. What is the most interesting travel problem you have solved? Um, I think the ability to see more with less, like um, that's a big part of mine is maximizing your dollar on experiences. Um, so we've, um, it's not really quantifiable, I guess, probably through our number of our number of people on our newsletter but um 
one thing we offer is different like travel hacking guides where it's simple hacks of ways to find very cheap flights um how to see more in places with without like you don't need a you know massive budget to take that uh trip around the across the globe right mm-hmm. um and so i think helping some people and i've gotten feedback directly from the newsletter of some of those things that like wow like I would have never thought I was going to go to Japan ever in my life. Um, and some of those things that you've, you know, provided, uh, help me do that. Right. And so one of those, uh, is like all I need. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I was thinking when you said that, I, I was thinking that people send you questions or challenges <clears throat> that they're facing and that you mm-hmm. help them solve it. So I was wondering if you had like a story from somebody specifically, but oh. you just mentioned like some, you helped somebody go to Japan who never thought they would mm-hmm. be able to go. Yep. And yeah, we are, we are going to do a little bit more of that feedback loop actually, and try to understand. So that's one thing we're doing actually this week is just kind of, uh, interacting and figuring out, um, where that exists and we're going to do whatever we can to, to, uh, solve that gap. Do you have a crazy travel story of your own? Like, I can't believe this happened or I can't believe I made it out of this situation. (laughs) Um, Yes, in a way. Um, well, I was at one was crazy. I was like, I was at a wedding in um, Outer Banks, and I had a layover, and you know, it was the day after the wedding, so late start to the day. Um, flew out, uh, had a layover, and then went to Minneapolis. We were supposed to fly the next day to Amsterdam uh, direct. Um, instead we got this crazy idea of let's just keep it going. Um, and why go back home and sleep? Um, so we got to the airport, figured it all out. Like, um, didn't have to pay or anything like that. That's how, that was the crazy part is we somehow were able to get, they were allowed us to be on standby and they told us the receipts available. So we went back home, uh, took a 15 minute cab, dropped off our old stuff packed in 10 minutes and i think we because we only had like an like 30 to 45 minutes to get back to the airport but we needed to get all of our other stuff and so went back just threw the old stuff and grabbed a bunch of random stuff didn't even know what we grabbed really um but figured it was enough and went back and jumped on and back was back at the airport and end up in instagram Okay, so you were supposed to go to Amsterdam anyway, but you were supposed to have more time in between. Is basically, yeah. yeah. And we crunched it, made it, we figured it out, and end up being a whirlwind because, yeah, just felt like we were in uh, Outer Banks like hours, yeah, hours ago. So right, it was, uh, right, it was pretty wild. But... Well, you definitely cannot fly from the Outer Banks directly to Amsterdam, though. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's no, yeah, there's no international there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what's been the biggest difference you've noticed between living in Europe versus living in the United States? Great question. Um, some of the stuff I, you know, I kind of know is they're like new going in is you know, like more life lifestyle over work i think like one thing right like conversation with a lot of people if you're meeting somebody or even your friends that you know very closely here it's like 
first conversation has never worked, like, or if at all, like, right. and, or it's not, and if you're meeting somebody for the first time, usually, uh, you know, you generally aren't asking like what their profession is or their job or status or anything like that. It's, um, um, and maybe it was more my, uh, culture before when, uh, living back in the States, but that was always like the first line of first line of conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So absolutely. Then, I mean, I'm in the, you know, well, now I'm being the digital nomad that I mentioned, but <laughs> my home base is for a long time been the Washington DC metro area. And that's always, I think, I thought it was just our area too, but you're saying, you know, Minneapolis, is it, I think it's the same throughout the country. Although I've heard some mm -hmm. people in like Denver and California, that's not necessarily the first question, but most of the, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And they're right. not asking, what do you do? Like, do you like snowboarding? Are you a skier? Do you play paddleboard? You know, do you, do you play, do you play pickleball or <laughs> whatever? It's right. what do you do as a profession? Right. That's always exactly. the thing. Exactly. Yep. And it throws people off if you are like, no, but I mean, like, what do you enjoy doing for fun? Right. And they're like, oh, oh, uh, but right. What you're saying in Europe is like, they don't even talk about business really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, a few people I've hung out with five plus times. I still don't even know what they do um, or like what their job is, um, and yeah, know them pretty well enough to text and don't know. I didn't ask, and I I haven't looked up. And I'm not good on social media and stuff like that, so like that's that might contribute as well. But uh, yeah, kind of wild um, for me. A little bit of yeah. an adjustment. Yeah, it's a whole different perspective of how to live life, right? Because again, it just, it just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Illustrates, illuminates, uh, <laughs> highlights how work focused Americans are. <laughs> and <laughs> like your, the rest of your life is as kind of a, a side, like that's your side gig, the rest of your right. life, but your life exactly. is really your work. But that's, yeah so twisted we that's where yep. we need to rewire the brain to be like yeah yep. work is a part of life but it's not your life yeah it really you know is. when people so talk about work-life balance i'm like no it's work-life integrate like everything is integrated together it's not one is one thing and one is another thing like they're not two different lives mm -hmm. exactly that's right yeah and there's like there's a saying that uh i don't know if it's a Dutch saying, but the one of my Dutch friends just told me it's like when you leave end the day, or if you're at a dinner table, and the only thing that you can say that you learned that day is something related to work or is work, um, that's kind of like a a fail or like not a fit. So like every it's like a goal every day to go to the table about what you like knowing what you learned that is outside of what you of work. Um, and uh, you see that a lot. Like you can hear a lot of people doing music practice, or, you know, before dinner or or uh, playing the pianos, the piano reading. There's, there's a big culture here. Um, that really blew my mind because so many times I, that would be my like, that would be the start. And um, it goes into my point, I guess, of creativity and personal growth was like, hey, maybe you are learning, like spending the next three weeks learning an instrument or a language or something, right? And and that can be pretty powerful. Uh, it's iterative, right? It's between yeah. professional and, and personal. 
Oh my gosh, that is gold right there. Like, yeah. This whole conversation, that is a key takeaway. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. That's yeah. fantastic. All right. So as we'll we'll leave that nugget right where it is as we wrap up our conversation. But first, what is the song that you listen to when you need an extra boost of energy? Because you seem pretty chill. Yeah. I uh so I typed it up, Lose Yourself by Eminem. It's a little uh-huh. cliche, right? But I typed it out and then I gave it a listen. I was like, is this going to be the one? And then I turned it on and I was like, I mean, give it a listen. I'm like, yeah, that's it. I was like, that's, that's the one. It's a little cliche, but, uh, I, I was a little Eminem fan growing up. Uh, sure. Kind of love that. And, um, every time you, I listen to it, I kind of get back into that, uh, younger generation mode of being excited and ready to rock yeah so uh yeah it works every time awesome love it and then lastly if somebody wants to get in touch with you to continue the conversation where can they do that and how do they sign up for your newsletter because i'm going to go do that yeah you can you can access the newsletter on our homepage via travelers.com there's a little button join our newsletter it'll bend up to uh, an opt-in page where you can subscribe um and then uh, and we also have other guides for, you know, if you want an Amsterdam guide, just go to any of our Amsterdam articles and uh, we have like a, a whole um, specific uh, guide for that. That's free. Um, you can uh, check us out on socials at Via Travelers with an S at the end, Via Travelers on all of our social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh all you know all the platforms tiktok and and then yeah youtube if you love like uh seeing stuff and you can see my personal videography i'm not always doing the vlog style but um um but all most of all of the footage if not all of the footage is from me on our youtube channel via travelers okay i will put links to that website on the in the show notes Mm -hmm. cool Kyle, thank you so much for joining me today on Find is a Four-Letter Word. Yeah, thanks again for having me, Lori. This is great. I totally relate to Kyle's story. Just a few weeks ago, I gave up my apartment, put my belongings into storage, and began a journey that's taking me to exciting new places every week. The takeaways from this conversation really resonate with me. Number one... As I mentioned right before my conversation with Kyle, the first step is to take a step. Kyle knew his true passion was to travel, have experiences, and share his stories to inspire others. He didn't draw up an elaborate business plan or build a big website first. He just got started, using his iPhone and upgraded to more complex equipment as he went along. Number two, Kyle started a travel blog just as COVID hit, which meant restrictions on tourism and traveling. He didn't let that stop him. Instead, he journaled about nature walks, national and state parks, and day trips around the twin cities of Minnesota. Always start where you are and do what you can. Number three, this inspired Kyle to move to Amsterdam, where he could take advantage of how easy it is to travel throughout Europe and enjoy the wealth of historic, cultural, and natural sights and scenes. By changing locations, he moved himself physically closer to being able to explore and enjoy his passion. Number four, though it might seem tempting to do the things that bring in the money faster, 
it's not necessarily the path to true wealth. A lot of Kyle's income derives from being an affiliate of products, services, and resources people use when they travel. He won't promote something he doesn't believe in. Number five, in everything you do, ask yourself if compromising your authenticity to conform to anyone else's expectations is really worth it. And number six, living in Amsterdam, Kyle learned there is a big difference in how much of your life work takes up versus here in the United States. If you're at a dinner table talking about work, that's considered a fail. The goal is to have something other than work, such as playing a musical instrument or reading a book for personal growth or even just for fun. Thanks for listening to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow and share it with a friend. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to help others discover it too. You can find links to my socials on my website, zenrabbit.com. And before you go, take a moment to reflect on what you're grateful for today. Remember, you have the power to create a life you love, and I'm proud of you. Thanks for joining me. Take care. Take care.